0: Today we celebrate the first glorious anniversary of the information purification of victims. we have created for the first time in all history a garden of pure ideology where each worker may bloom, secure from the pests, of any contradictory force. Our unification of the force is more powerful a weapon than any fleet or army on earth. We are one people. One will. One resolve. One cause. Our enemies shall talk themselves to death, and we will bury
1: them with their own
0: confusion. Ah! We shall prevail.
1: On January
0: 24th, Apple Computer will introduce Macintosh. And you'll see why 1984 won't be like 1984.
2: Party people of the world. Thank you so much for uh, listening to uh, giving me all these kind words. I really, really appreciate it. Um, As mentioned in one of my previous episodes, I have a very special guest this evening. Um, You'll remember that my first guest was the amazing Kate Hansen of the Marcados. Um, And like she actually happens to be a good friend of tonight's guest as well um, please welcome to the show Mr or shall I say doctor <laughs> doctor <laughs> Dr. AC also known as my friend Aaron so welcome hey. to the show.
1: Thank you Kevin I appreciate it <laughs> we'll we'll tell the story of we'll tell the story of Kevin soon Yeah um, no it's it's, a, it's I'm I'm super psyched to see you since I haven't gotten to see you in person in I don't wow. know. It feels like months
2: now. Like almost it feels like years actually. It, well
1: it feels like yeah. It's been literal it's been literally been months. Yeah. But uh yeah, it's been a long time. So it's good to see your smiling face through the through the waves.
2: Dude, I, I, it's always amazing to see your awesome face. So <laughs> <laughs> uh how you how have you been holding up during all this?
1: That thank you. Uh uh honestly, it's been um it's. I mean, like anybody, it's been challenging, and I think yeah. um, the 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 blessing is that I've been able to see some positivity um, as a result of it. Um, yeah. I'm I'm blessed in that I get to hang out more with my lovely femaleian at home, yes. and uh, you know, uh, I'm a personal trainer in my other life, and um, I've been able to work with people via Zoom. I've been able to meet with people outside, you know, doing socially distance workouts. Right. So, um, it's been, uh, it's been a learning curve and, yeah. uh, but I feel very lucky that, uh, I haven't had to be on the front lines and, yeah. you know, my big props to all the essential workers out there. And, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic, uh, that Chicago and Illinois will, uh, move forward in a safe way. So yeah, that's, that's my hope is that everybody, everybody just looks out for each other because that's how we'll, that's how we'll get through this.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, to your point, like there's amazing people out there. Um, it's, it's amazing to see like humanity come together. Like when we're pushed, you know, when, when we come to like a challenge, you know, um, of course, like I won't, I won't like concentrate on it or whatever. But you have these other people on the other side of the coin. Um, you know, there's a lot. I guess there's like a bunch of lawsuits now um, against uh, J.B. Pritzker because uh, there's like like people want to go into like establishments without masks and stuff. And and I think you know when 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 we're given this like opportunity to do good things and, you know, help each other. Like, I don't know. Like, I think,
1: I mean, yeah. I think it's, you know, it's like you and I are both big horror movie fans. And I mean, we've seen it time and time again, you know, like crisis brings right. out the best in people and it brings out the worst in people. Right. right. Um, and you know, all you can do is try to be the hero in the story and not right. be, not be that guy that everybody's like, kill him, kill <laughs> yeah, him. Exactly. Exactly.
2: <laughs> you want to be actually, the
1: guy who's like, okay. You know he's he's on he's on the good side and hopefully uh, he'll stay out of trouble.
2: Right. Absolutely. I love that you you say that because like as horror movie fans like we've seen this like in <laughs> countless movies. You know, like yeah. the way that this turns out. So <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. We we just want to be the guy who doesn't get killed by the bad guy. You know, we, we want to be the one who who is able to escape the monster.
2: <laughs> right. And,
1: and we all know who the real monster is. It's the humans
2: absolutely yep it's us (laughs) (laughs) um so speaking of horror and movies and whatnot um we i know we've discussed like having you know uh so like just a little history between aaron and myself and our mutual friend mr john kitley
1: has he been Uh, on the show yet
2: no no actually i hope uh So next month, next week, I actually have another couple guests that are going to be on the show, and then after, hopefully, I'm going to wrangle Mr. Kitley in for an episode. So working out,
1: working out the kinks before you go to the heavyweight,
2: right? right, Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Because we all know he's the staple, you know. (laughs) But, um, but no, like with our relationship, like he he puts on this thing called Turkey Day. Yep. Uh, which is this amazing get together where everybody gets together and watches all these quote unquote turkeys, um, you know, essentially like, these like movies that you know, sh- I mean, should we say they're not great movies? Well, we'll say
1: we'll say. <laughs> I mean, I think like the easiest way to understand is kind of like that bo- so bad it's good type yeah. of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, because right. I mean, you know, but but as John is fond of saying, the only bad movie is a boring movie. And right. these movies are not boring. They're no. just not not necessarily well done.
2: Right. So there's like a wealth of these movies that exist that you know we could have talked about this evening. Yep. Um <laughs> however, <laughs> we landed on this one specific one that actually I personally think it gets a bad rap. It shockingly, okay, I'm gonna, it it holds a 44% in the Rotten Tomatoes realm. Um, a 44% score which is under, they deem it it's as rotten. a it's movie. rotten. Yeah, it's a rotten movie. <laughs> um, I grew up with this movie. I saw it back when it first came out in the theaters. Like my mom took me to go see it, me and my brother. And so it's like, it's been one of these movies that just like, like my discussion a couple episodes ago about demons that I discovered really, really at a young age. And I've just sort of brought with me into my adulthood. And like when I found that you were a fan of this movie as well, like i was just blown away it's just like you know like um when people like get closer in a relationship because they find find <laughs> certain things or whatever like this movie did that um or you and i so uh without further ado we're talking about the film from 1983 Four. actually it was shot in 1983 did you know that right
1: no i knew that it, yeah. but it didn't get out until 84
2: yeah it's crazy cuz like um <laughs> we're gonna be like 30 minutes into this show and not even <laughs> you know like reveal the name of the movie <laughs> but um it, it was shot in 1983 and it was supposed to be this lovely young actress's first film that's right with with canon right yep. um however they they shelved it and then like the other movies that she was in came out or the I think the first one that she was in. Came right,
1: breaking, breaking breakin came out first. What I don't, know, I mean, like I don't know if you're being cagey or what.
2: <laughs> now, <laughs> like now, I'm I'm doing that on purpose. Like now, it's like, oh my god, this is funny. Like I, I want to see how long we can <laughs> exist without talking about the title without
1: actually mentioning any film titles ever.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah,
1: yeah, breaking, breaking came out. Um, yep. And then uh, Ninja Three came out, and
2: then breaking nope, two nope. came out no sir Not and ninja breaking 3. two came out a couple Not months ninja later three ninja, ninja three the domination there you go okay we have to
1: say the full <laughs> that's right you have to say the full title otherwise people get confused
2: right <laughs> <laughs> absolutely man you know yeah so
1: but, yeah uh, and then, then breaking two electric boogaloo which is mm-hmm. one you have to say the full name for yeah you can't just say breaking two you have to say breaking two electric boogaloo of course um and all three of those, I believe, were directed by Sam Furstenberg. Am I correct?
2: I th- I know the the I know Break In Two, Electric Boogaloo, and Ninja Three: The Domination are. I'm not sure about the first Break In. Um, okay, but because uh, that's the thing, like, so Breakin' came out, right?
0: Hot, hot with high energy Dancing to the beat with a scratch mixed sound Comes from the street This movie is unique You've got the talent She ain't no street dancer
2: Don't go and tell your peers The movie you run for is finally here With action, style, and beautiful girls People don't procrastinate, see the show, don't
0: hesitate And see how one young girl Contacts the street dance world That death man come on sucker right now she was good i'm better
2: What do you think you are anyway fred is who
1: don't be mistaken you've got to see breaking and then and you loved break dancing. I know oh, little Brian loved break cancer.
2: <laughs> Did I ever tell you? You were out there um, doing the robot at recess and I was actually not bad when I was younger. Like I I, I have no I, doubt of this.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, seriously, I'm not even kidding. I can totally see you out there doing the worm,
2: doing the doing the robot, moonwalking. There was, there was this one time, okay, in my college years, I ended up with my best friend Mike at the time. We were skateboarding. Uh, we ended up at this girl's dorm. Her name was Danica, and I remember her name Danica because like whose name you know these days it's like some of these names are more common or whatever. But back in the nineties, I've never met anybody named Danica before. So and he was like very fond of her. He just like we were skating, and then we saw these like college girls, and then they're like, hey, like you know we got this weed, so let's <laughs> go back, let's go back to my dorm and smoke it or whatever. And my my friend Mike like he always had weed on him. So we got back to their dorm, to Danica's dorm. This was back in uh, Rhode Island. So she was going to RISD, uh, like a very prominent art school. Um, And I was just more psyched because back when I was trying to get into that school, um, it was way too expensive for me. Um, So I was just psyched to be like, oh my God, (laughs) this is RISD. (laughs) You've
1: gone gone through the gates. Right,
2: exactly, exactly. So and then I remember just like getting so high at danica's dorm which actually sounds like a like it could be a movie <laughs> so... that should be a movie <laughs> um and then i was like I, you like i was so high i thought i was going to like die or something right um so my friend was like we should go out and get some fresh air so like he brought me out and we went to like uh this front area where like there was a dumpster nearby and they, they kept like a lot of the recycled stuff and you know near the dumpster and he kind of went back in to get some water, so I was there by myself. I pull out this uh, like a big piece of corrugated, not cardboard, corrugated. People always say cardboard, and I I, I laid it down flat on the ground, and I just started breakdancing. <laughs> so like all these passersby are just walk like you know people that go to the school, and they're seeing just some dude like some skateboarder breakdancing in front of like his dorm or whatever. My friend comes on, he's like what the hell are you doing, dude? (laughs) So it was just, it was so crazy. It was just like, um, so yeah, I was like super into breaking when I was younger. And the movie specifically, I had a thing for as many, you know, young individuals did uh, for Lucinda Dickey. Mm -hmm. So having said all (laughs) that, our movie for tonight, for this (laughs) evening, is Ninja 3, The Domination. He is the
0: most feared
2: and powerful warrior.
0: A ninja who breaks from ancient tradition and explodes onto America. Oh oh no! His soul possesses the body of an innocent woman and transforms her into a lethal assassin. Ah! Her only hope is Yamada, the Master Ninja, who has been sent to destroy him. Where Revenge of the Ninja left off, Ninja 3 begins. An epic struggle of superhuman strength and supernatural forces. Ninja 3, The Domination.
2: A movie by Golan Globus, uh, correct? Cannon. Yep, yep, yep. I fell in love with this movie back when I first. Saw it. I was a big ninja guy, like uh, growing up, um, and I just I was a sucker for <laughs> these movies. I know you told me, and we'll reveal like our our list of like our favorite ninja movies a little later. But uh, I remember you were you were telling me recently um, you were checking out American Ninja. Yes, and that was another one. Like back in that time that I just, like, I just adore. Like, it's so cheesy. And if you watch <laughs> these movies today, like, they're just yeah. like, oh, my God, they don't hold up quite as great. Or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but, man. Ninja, I don't know. Ninja great. 3 The Domination kind of holds up. Yeah, man. It's got so many charms to it. It's got yeah. all these crazy things. Like, okay, so before anybody goes into this show, before this, uh, you know, before you, like, tune in and really sit down and you have your, your glass of J&B, Scotch whiskey blend, and you're sitting down, which I don't know why you'd be maybe you'd be drinking like a V8 or a I'd probably well, drink a V8
1: if I was gonna watching this one.
2: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Before you get comfortable, you need to watch this movie because we're going to go into like, you know, some pretty decent spoilers of this because you have to like with this movie. Although
1: I will say with this movie, it's less about <laughs> like the, the plot. I can't yeah. say that we're going to like ruin the plot for you. <laughs> right. And even if I tell you that there's this moment, it's not going to be the same as actually experiencing the moment. So, right. Right. Um, yeah. But I, I definitely I mean, it's nice to see these things uh, with a fresh mind. You know, oh so yeah, God. I mean, because you won't you won't expect it. You know, No. <laughs> whatever you think you're going to
2: see, it ain't going to be that. Even if we sit down and explain yeah. each and every one of these moments, like it, if we it, did the no radio way. show version of it, <laughs> right. it would still not
1: quite measure up to. Um, so yeah, it's actually actually it's funny you, you talk about canon because um, over the past I don't know uh, six seven months. I've probably seen more Canon films um, mm. than in the rest of my life because i uh, last uh, November, I did uh, a Chuck Norris film festival and nice. he did a ton of stuff with Canon. Uh, I've been doing some Charles Bronson stuff this year.
2: Oh my God. Yeah.
1: And I've been doing uh, uh, as part of my June Claude Van Damme. I've been <laughs> nice. watching some John Claude Van Damme stuff. So it's like, you know, and then I watched this, I watched American Ninja. I'm just like, good God, it's like, you know, super canon. Yeah. Um, and they do have, they, they have that canon feel to them. Yeah. There's this slight air of cheesiness, um, yep. but it's all kind of fun in a sleazy way. It's like eating like too many potato chips and you're like, this is so awesome, but I don't know that I feel well. Right. You know, I don't right. feel like I'm really, ser- I'm, I'm not really serving my body, but I'm going to keep doing it anyway. That's kind <laughs> now, of like
2: the canon diet. No, but um, it's just like, like for example, Sam Furstenberg, he directed uh, Revenge of the Ninja, Break into Electric Boogaloo, and also American Ninja, both one and two um so it's very like like you get a lot of the same actors and filmmakers that are making these canon movies and like what you were saying they all have that sort of feel that's that like that canon feel that like you know if some if like united artists like you see the united artists logo come up you're like okay this is this isn't a canon movie (laughs) (laughs) although it's, it's its own like fingerprints in its own way from the 80s or whatever like like back when we used to watch like the New Line Cinema logo pop up, you know, like you knew what you were in store for, you know. Right. Same thing with Canon, it was, it was like Vestron Video, like you know, a, a lot of these like uh, you know distribution companies back then. It's like it's got that stamp, that like moi kind of thing, you know. So anyway, you do you want to go like scene by scene with this crazy bonkers movie, or do you just want to like? Uh, uh well I mean impression
1: the, the, the thing about I mean I re, I also remember seeing this movie in the theater um you and I was uh, I was in high school at the time and uh yeah I had not seen any of the other ninja movies um I knew that uh uh, uh enter the ninja existed mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I'd seen trailers for revenge of the ninja but this was the first time I'd gotten to see a ninja movie in the theater so I was pretty stoked about it nice um you know so like shokushugi of course kosugi made a huge impression yeah. i was like that guy's awesome but even you know at the tender age of whatever i was i was like this is a little goofy this doesn't <laughs> you know um this wasn't what i was expecting uh but i also i mean i was already a horror fan so like the fact that there was like you know a possession and right. like they were totally ripping off poltergeist with the closet action and i'm like <laughs> okay okay I'll, I'll go for the ride
2: yeah yeah
1: um and that opening scene you know on the golf course is just amazing it's so much fun
2: well um, like we're, like we're so, go- so so you 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 skip like you say the opening scene the opening scene is our black ninja Right. driving up like to this canyon <laughs> or whatever like i don't I, guess. I don't know what the hell he's where he's going you know like in this movie you'll see that there's locations that exist that are supposed to be like far off in like you know some uh shaolin like whatever territory but meanwhile it's like like does, are we clear like where the movie is supposed to take place do you, do you know like
1: I mean, I, I assume it was somewhere in, you know, like the Southwest, you know, and I know it was shot, you know, in, uh, I think like Arizona, Utah and um, New Mexico and California.
2: Right. But like, so he drives up to this, like, almost like desert looking Canyon or whatever He goes inside and like, you see the title screen come up Ninja three, the domination, that amazing, like, uh, animated looking title screen. Um, and then the music, the music, I, I've always loved that soundtrack, that particular score. Um, so it's like, like very ominous, but it's got that like Asian flavor to it. Yeah. And then when he, when he goes into that cave and reveals like the, what the weaponry that he's got in there or whatever, you know, like the whole ninja kit, like, it's just like, okay, holy shit, what is going on here? You know? <laughs> <laughs> like So now like you saying that you this is the first ninja movie that you've seen in the theater yep just that opening alone where like like the the shininess of all the weapons and like the ninja stuff and then he leaves the cave and he's like in full ninja garb like were you just like holy shit like this this is going to be amazing
1: (laughs) uh yeah i guess i mean i was like i mean i was i I did i don't think i knew what i was in for um And I don't think I, anybody knew what no, you well, were in exactly. For. You, you couldn't have known what you were in for. Um, but I mean, I, I liked the fact that it was getting right down to it. It was like, okay, yeah. cool. Here's yeah. you. You want a ninja? Here's a ninja. Yeah, and then, absolutely. and then they, uh, and then they go and show you what the ninja can do. Yeah, <laughs> that's then, the like, first scene I was
2: referring to. Right. So like now he's on the golf course. Now who the hell like back when I first saw this, right? You're you're like okay, he's assassinating this important guy, right? Right. And but we there's no backstory. Like no. you just basically dropped into. You, you the actually team.
1: never find out who that guy is, do you? Right. <laughs> Which is fucking
2: crazy. You right? know,
1: ninja just goes shit, kills everybody, and you're kind of like, well, that clearly should have something to do with the drive of the plot, but no, yeah. no, it's just no. it was nope. just, it was just his last assignment, <laughs> right. and uh, you know,
2: and, and then, then it's like gets, you know. I I don't mean to skip ahead of, like, I'm sure we're going to be skipping back and forth or whatever, but like, it's never revealed that this guy is like into the black arts or whatever, like, you know, in the way that one might ascend, you know, once uh, they pass on from this life or whatever, and then move into another vessel. Like we've, we've never, we we, we don't know any of that shit. Like we're just, we're dropped off this, this ninja gets his like gear from a cave And then we're on a golf course assassinating somebody or attempting to assassinate somebody. Um, Oh, he does
1: more than attempt. I mean, come on, like
2: so. Success. The this guy. um, I think I don't know. Is he a politician? Is he a scientist? Is he like a drug lord? Like you know what he is?
1: He's a jerk on a golf course. (laughs) Yeah, that's what he is. He's some (laughs) overweight white guy with a trophy wife, and and he. So you automatically know he's. Whatever he's got coming to him, he yeah. earned it.
2: He deserves it. Yep. <laughs> so, so as these typical uh, douchebags do, he's, like, <laughs> unleashing, like, his uh, His bodyguards. Yeah. yeah, like, all these bodyguards or slash thugs or whatever. So now, like, that's, that's my question, like, regarding the whole fucking movie, right? Like, this whole thing <laughs> that's just thrown in front of your face. Is the Black Ninja really bad? If he was a, if he was assassinating like this, like I don't know, drug king, because he seemed like one of these guys, right? That you see in like some of these other canon movies, <laughs> like, like they're just like some drug lord or there's some like yeah, bad sure. guy or whatever, you know. So we're not knowing any of We we don't discover any of that information because it would have been kind of vital because then we know the motivation of this quote unquote black ninja, and then we're det- we're to determine if he's like it's obviously like later on as they get into some of these like background scenes when show kasugi is in the picture it's revealed that he's got some bad stuff in him like he's a bad guy like he's just a bad dude but we don't know any of that when he's like plowing down everybody like right a a whole police force shows up yeah
1: i don't i mean i don't think we're ever supposed to be rooting
2: for the the black ninja i mean i never get that's the thing when I, I was a kid watching this, I was totally rooting for him. You know, he's jumping <laughs> on a, a helicopter and shit. Like, yep. How
1: could you not? You know? But yeah, I mean, and then the fact that he goes and you know possesses, you know, Lucinda Dickey, you know, right. you're like, you're like, dude, come on, just you know, go if you're gonna you you had your you had your time, you right. know, you had a good you had a good run, you wiped <laughs> out a whole lot of people, but now it's time to move on. But he, he does not do that, he does not go gently into that good nope. night. He like, uh, you know, decides to possess you know, the, one of the few female telephone installers in Arizona. Right.
2: <laughs> and not to mention, you, I don't care who you are. You're up on the pole fixing a telephone line in like the middle of nowhere, really. Yep. Right? Um, and then you spot this movement. Like me, right? If I, if I was up there and you know, I know martial arts and I, I know like how to take care of myself, if I see some bushes moving... I'm fucking, I'm either staying up there, (laughs) I'm going to call like help or whatever, because it might be a coyote or whatever, you know, you never know. Or like once she finds out that it's an actual dude or whatever, it's like, I would not try to investigate what's going on, you know. (laughs) And then she happens across a fucking ninja that's been like, you know, he's battle uh, wounded, you know. And he's got a sort, like, how are you going to go and try to help this individual? You know, like, I don't, it's just, it's crazy. Like, You got to look in your as heart, as Brian. Crazy.
1: You got to look in your heart. You know, true, you got o- to open your heart, help the ninjas of the world. Right. <laughs> you know, you can't just stay up on your tree. You can't just stay up on the pole. And just. Dude, not, that's, not, a, not that's to, an amazing engage. metaphor.
2: That's an amazing <laughs> metaphor that just unfolded right here. <laughs> But so anyway, she goes down and she tries to help this guy, and then well, let's
1: like, I mean let's back up really quick because yeah, this yeah, is yeah.
2: this is kind of the the drive of the plot is
1: that you know the ninja gets surrounded by the police force and you know finally gets um, you know surrounded by uh, like five or six of them that are kind of key to his death and
2: yeah. they
1: just you know they just l- unload like every bit of uh, alt- artillery they have into him. I love his disappearing act yeah. like you know he just like disappears into the ground I'm like that was water? a neat trick
2: nice job with the, with the little uh well two- first
1: he no the first yeah well yes that he's like I love that he's in the water hazard that cracks me up <laughs> yeah. but like when they're just like blowing him away he like just disappears under the ground
2: right, right. and I'm like what How? that's a that's a good trick well done so we- sir and not, I mean, here I am skipping ahead again, but we learned that that's actually like if he were like a video game character, like that would be one of his special moves or whatever. He, yeah. he like he, drills into the ground. He does that all the time. Um, it's crazy. Yeah. It's so crazy. But,
1: but I, uh, I mean, so, so, so he kind of like earmarks these five or six cops mm-hmm. that are responsible for his quote unquote death. Yep. And he's going to, you know, after he possesses Lucinda Dickey, uh, he's going to, you know, use her as his vessel of revenge.
2: Right. And like, that's, so we're, we're introduced to the, um, the female up on the, uh, the, the telephone pole and she's Christy in this movie played by yep. Lucinda Dickey, who was also in Breakin' and Breaking to electric Boogaloo. Now has she done like, cause I, I've like been in love with her ever since this particular movie. <laughs> um, well, has she done anything else like outside? You know, like uh... she
1: has six credits listed on IMDb. Wow! Really? But, but she did Cheerleader Camp, the 1988 slasher flick. Really? Yep. Okay. So she's in that as well. She's also like uh, in. Uh, she's in Greece too, as like one of the the girl greasers. Get out of here! That's, a, uh, that's another. One yeah, she's movies. like the third. She's like the second second female lead in um, Cheerleader
2: Camp. Are you a big fan of uh, Grease too?
1: You know what? I saw it for the first time last year. Yeah? And uh, <laughs> I cannot say that I'm a big fan of Grease too.
0: Stephanie. Look, when are you going to get the picture? If you really want to know What I want in a guy Well, I'm looking for a dream Machine with hell in his eye
2: I'm not a huge fan. Like my brother is actually my brother Bryce. I'm calling him out right now because every <laughs> Grease Two fan should be called out. But yeah, he's exactly right. Well, last
1: last year I was tackling a lot of like uh, you know uh, civilian turkeys, you know non horror turkeys. So yeah, I watched but, I watched Grease Two. I watched uh, the Star Wars holiday special. Oh my god! I watched uh, (laughs) Staying Alive, the sequel to Saturday Night Fever. Yeah. So like I was, I was hitting it pretty hard. (laughs) Grease, Grease two did not nearly finish me the way Staying Alive did.
2: Yeah, Staying Alive nearly (laughs) took me out. But Grease two is, for all its faults, it's it's a a pretty entertaining movie. It's got Michelle Pfeiffer in it. Like, I mean, I'm not a, I'm not like a grease Two hater but if it's on and the remote is like across the room i'll wa- i'll like sit down and watch the whole movie you know?
1: <laughs> I, I i can't say that i'll be joining you for that little film
2: festival <laughs> for the uh grease Two film discussion
1: <laughs> the grease Two film discussion i'll be like i uh yeah what else what else do you think <laughs> um but yeah, anyway, I mean, I, I mean back back to ninja three the domination um, yeah. I was, uh, I mean, cause yeah, I, I you definitely get a, get a, a, serious crush on, uh, Christy because not only is she, you know, like an empowered woman, she's out there climbing telephone poles and, uh, right. going down to save ninjas, which even Brian Martinez wouldn't do. <laughs> right. Um, exactly. she's, uh, she's, uh, into aerobics, you know, she's into health and fitness, you know, she's wearing those, those nice spandex outfits.
2: Now that's odd to me. Right. Because like. In the '80s, it was almost like you had a, like producers in the room, like that cliche thing, where you know all these producers and everybody's throwing shit. Yeah. Like, so in the '80s, like there was this like abundance of like aerobics movies, you know. Yeah. Uh, like you just mentioned, uh, "Staying Alive." That's Look, not an aerobics movie. No, That's I'm a am "Perfect."
1: You're thinking "Perfect." Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you had "Perfect." You had "Murder Rock," which is a yep. favorite of mine. I love that movie. Yep. Um so you had like this like it it's specific to like I want to say it's like the early to mid 80s, like that little sweet spot where it was like yep. all these aerobics movies. So to throw in the element, like somebody must have just been like, oh, yeah, oh, man, he's ro- an aerobics instructor as well. well. This has this really does have a little bit of everything. I mean,
1: it's yeah. got your possession. It's got your video games. She's got like yeah. a video game, arcade yeah. game
2: in her, in her Which, room. By the way, that was a prototype that was supposed to come out. But the, that's didn't what have I heard. Money to like like fund the game. or whatever. <laughs> But yeah, you had
1: ninjas, you had poltergeists, you know, it was, it was a, it, this is really a, a fine mix master. Oh my of, God.
2: Uh, yeah. Of, of, everything. of all things eighties. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, everything, like, like I said, it, it felt like somebody was like, oh, this movie made money. The exorcist made money. Let's throw an <laughs> exorcism in there, you know, yep. like yep, just across the board. But for me, and I'm sure to you as well, like it works because of, it's like, it's f- so full of charm. Like, it's just like i'm watching it last night you know uh in preparation of the show with my lovely wife um elena which if you're listening i love you but i'm i'm sure you're, you're not listening to this show <laughs> but um <awkward. laughs> but like we had so much fun watching this movie like she she watched it when she was really young um her dad like loved these like um ninja movies and western like that was his thing like he he's always loved either a good spaghetti western or a good ninja movie you (laughs) You Um, can't really go wrong right right um which is an amazing compass for anybody to you know (laughs) so she watched it when she was young so i found out one time right this is my little personal story with my wife i found out that she was a fan of the film of ninja three the domination and it was right when uh scream factory was coming out with the first release Uh which is like Uh like if you're gonna go out and buy a scream factory release get the second release because the first one is like scant of like all these like cool special features like the second one
1: the 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 blu-ray release is really terrific yeah they got so many love lovely little
2: featurettes
1: and commentary anyway continue with the story
2: so i this this is the first release that they were coming out with i it was coming out in the like sort of it coincided with uh i think it was an anniversary of ours so it was one of those i think anniversaries where it was you know like every year it's got like these themes to get your wife or to get your uh-huh. son brother uh-huh. um And it was one of these like, I don't know, it was like wool or uh, it was like some (laughs) material where you're you're thinking, what the hell am I going to get? You know, so that movie came out and I was like, I'm going to we're going to have a special night where this is going to be the main feature, the main show, you know, and I kid you not, I revealed the Blu-ray of ninja 3 the domination and her eyes lit up like a like a like a child on on christmas Eve. you know what i mean and it was like it was an amazing like you know other you know maybe a a a normal couple right like would go out to the movies and watch a date movie like watch one of these comedies here i am with my wife watching this amazing crazy bonkers movie from 1984 called ninja 3 the domination (laughs) but having said that like There's just so much fun to be had with this movie. Like, it doesn't matter who you are, what you're into. Ninja 3 The Domination is, like, entertaining on every goddamn level. And it goes over the top and it keeps going, you know. Agreed, agreed. I mean, like,
1: your your comment about the V8, you know, Mm. like, there's that, the least sexy, sexy scene where you're (laughs) like, no, what? Don't do that. Like, I remember I told Michelle, like, about it and she's, like, going... (laughs) No, what? Like, if, if you did that, I'd be like, get off of my bed. You just poured tomato juice all over the place. Yeah. Um, even even as a tender, you know, like 14-year-old, I'm yeah. watching that and going, that's not sexy. I don't want anybody ever doing that. You know, and, and at that point, I hadn't had any, you know, romantic relations. And I'm like, no, no. If that's what's going to be like, I'm just going to hang out with my friends and watch ninja movies but, like please keep the V eight away from the women,
2: dude! I was ten years old when I was watching this movie in the theaters, and the V eight thing was just like, like you know, you watch movie like I, at that point, I've been I've been already watching some of these like horror movies that I like. I think I revealed in one of our last episodes that uh, I watched all the colors of the dark right. when I was like seven or whatever, you know. So the idea of people being intimate on screen wasn't like a big thing for me, you know? (laughs) However, V8, like, you know, uh, it was just like, what the hell is going like, what's going on here? (laughs) What's funny.
1: What's funny is like, I have, and, and this is, this is personal. Like I have a very strong connection with this film and the 1984 Bo Derek film Bolero. Yes. Yeah. Because I saw those both at the same theater Around uh-huh. the same time. Nice. And I would say that probably at the time, like, I I hadn't seen anything quite as explicit as Bolero. Like, in or, terms of, like, kind of, like, you know, softcore. I'm just watching this and going, I'm embarrassed to be in this theater right now. Yeah. Um, and, I, I mean, it's funny <laughs> thinking back to Ninja 3, watching it again, and going, it, how kind of, like, light it is on, like, that yeah. that element of exploitation like there's not a lot of um you know there's, there's like no nudity. nudity no there's yeah.
2: no nudity in the whole Well movie. you see
1: the, I think you see like her oh. naked back and and well, she turns hot a little tub
2: scene too right Yeah Yeah, yeah Well yeah, no okay.
1: the, but they no no they're they're not topless
2: in that Oh that's right yeah Yeah it's pretty and it's, it's, it's pretty light on the light on the sex and it's crazy because like with everything else that's in this movie like yeah, you, you would, would think, think Yeah totally. and it's, it is rated R right yeah. Oh, for sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, so yes. that blows my mind. It's a canon movie. Yep. And it's very steeped in like all this exploitation stuff, but it's yep. got like none they, of that. Like they're it's rather good.
1: they're rather chaste about it. In fact, <clears throat> all the women in the hot tub scene. Now I'm remembering this. They all have one pieces. Nobody's yeah. in like a bikini or anything. It's you know it's like I say it's a relatively chaste kind of film.
2: Right. Right. Yeah, and that, is, that is super interesting when you consider, like, everything else that's going on in this movie, you know. Um, so talk to me about your your feelings about Shokasugi. Oh, my, dude. Like, that was my man growing up, you know. like So I was into these ninja movies um, uh, when I was a kid. And my mother would take me and my brother, uh, my brother Bryce, who I'm probably going to mention a few more times during the show. <laughs> We had this uh, this place called Oriental Imports um, at this mall nearby. It was called the Harbor Mall back when we lived in Fall River, and they had like like they had like the really cool Asian like decor stuff, or whatever. But what sold in this place because like there were like many young kids like me that wanted like shurikens and all that shit. <laughs> um, they had like a special section devoted to like like ninja stuff, and you know, I my mom got me tabai boots from there, like the, yep, the, yep, the yep. two-toe boots that they wear in the movie. So get, getting back to Shokasugi, they had this poster in this Oriental Imports. I think it's from Revenge of the Ninja, but like, I'll, I'll send it to you, like after the show. Um, it's like a very specific Shokusugi poster where he's like a ninja gear. And I remember like, just like pleading my mom just to get the poster, it was like, posters at the time were like 16 bucks or whatever. So, you know, for, like, a single, you know, parent, like, you're not going to want, you know, $16 poster, what the fuck, you know? Um, (laughs) But, like, I begged and pleaded. So, I think the second visit, she got me the Shokasugi poster. So, I hung it up in my room next to my Michael Jackson uh, Thriller poster. Of course. (laughs) So, it was, like, Thriller and Shokasugi in my room. Um, So, like, he just always, he felt, like, immortal to me. You know what I mean? Like, I was super into Bruce Lee back then. So uh but Bruce Lee, like once you get to um Enter the Dragon, yeah. like unless you don't mind like an impersonator playing Bruce Lee, like that's that's it. You know, like that's all the Bruce that you're gonna get, you know. Um but with Shokasugi, he was coming out with all these ninja movies at the time. You know, he was in Enter the Ninja, he was in Revenge of the Ninja, and then now he's in Ninja Three the Domination. So Dude, like there's a scene, uh, I think it's like towards the third act where uh, I think I want to say it's a cop that's chasing him. He reveals his belt buckle and it's a shuriken belt buckle. And for <laughs> watching it at that young age, I was like, I have to fucking own this <laughs> belt, you know? Um, so it just so happened that I think it was the summer after that movie came out. I, I don't know what, when the release was. Um, but they had it in that corner. They had it like in a glass case of like the belt buckle with the shirt, the removable shirt. <laughs> so I ended up, you know, that, that time I was like, mom, I need this <laughs> Shuriken belt buckle, please. I want to be like Shokasugi, you know? So for me, like, he's just been, uh, you know, one of those cinema um, people that you just look up to, you know, as a, as a kid. Um, and not to mention, like, he was in some of these previous ninja movies. So for me, when he showed up, like, you know, you're a kid. You don't necessarily pay attention to, like, who's in the movie, like, the billing, you know, the right. uh, that's, like the technical stuff. So uh, when he shows up with the eye patch, which, by the way, I think that was his idea um i love that eye patch.
1: i never i honestly i never really paid attention to the fact that it's the handle from
2: yeah the it's, the suba. it's the suba on the the katana like it's amazing like yeah like it, when you're a kid you don't know that but like when oh, know, right. later on it's like holy shit like so <laughs> do, you, do you think that like he was on set one day and he was like this guy has to have an eye patch and he's like looking around and he sees like the suba and he pulls it off and he puts it on, you know like oh my god (laughs) but that's just another element that adds that adds to the charm and craziness of this movie yeah um yeah so like when he showed up the movie it was like the movie was on a certain level and it just fucking surpassed everything that my young mind was like wanting in this movie you know and not to mention like um in the previous film uh in in the in the first in enter the ninja he plays a bad guy you know so uh, in this one, he's like the good ninja, you know. Um, so it just it just made he's it good, that much. He's the
1: good. He's the good ninja in the in Revenge of the Ninja too, right? Reven-
2: right, right. But like in this movie, like he's the guy that's trying to get this evil spirit back into it. Right. You know what I mean? Like it was just he was um, uh, Father Marin, like technically. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that is crazy. right. <laughs> and then and then, oh my God, James Hong shows up. You know. What yep. I mean? Oh man, I had totally forgotten he was in the film and then he rolls in. I'm like, I'm like, Oh, that's right. Look at you. Yeah. Uh, I, I have in my notes, like, so I have like all the actors and the character names or whatever, but I have James Hong, uh, parentheses, extra points because like yes. James Hong, Hong is in any movie. Like it just like makes it, becomes, makes it just a little bit better. Exactly. <laughs>
1: well what was funny is i mean watching it watching it this time i watched it with the commentary which dude. uh it had uh, uh, uh sam Furstenberg but it also had the stunt coordinator steve lambert yeah and that's funny i mean i'm I'm sure you've listened to the commentary already but well, if you no, have
2: dude dude like so the, like i said the first release yeah doesn't have any of that stuff like i so want to get oh you
1: haven't double dipped
2: no and... okay okay yeah i have
1: i, ha- I have the the later release which aside from the horrible cover art emphasis on horrible is it reversible it oh you better believe it is like the slip cover is like in the garbage right (laughs) it's in recycling already um yeah because i love that poster art i love the poster art. like looking all badass and you know you got the uh in the background um but uh the commentary has steve lambert and basically like Steve Lambert the stunt coordinator did pretty much like it to hear him tell it at least yeah. did like every single stunt that could be done like there are times when like he's fighting himself oh there are times God. when like like he said he didn't double Shokusugi very often but there's a couple of things he did but like he's like as you're going like the, through that golf course scene, he's like, "That's me, that's me, yep. that's me, that's me, <laughs> that's me, that's me on the cop car, that's me on the motorcycle, that's me jumping out of the tree, that's me getting kicked in the face." That's and I was like, like, and he was like, "Cause this was one of his first big shows, yeah. and so he really wanted to prove himself. Plus, he was young and like he didn't care. Right, um, right. But it it's really fun to listen to, to listen to him, Sam, talk about it." Because yeah. I feel like Sam Sam was relatively you know new to the new to the uh, the scene as well.
2: Right, right. It, there's just like a lot of cool stuff in this movie. It's like <laughs> <laughs> we could literally talk three hours about this movie because it's just so much. Like um, uh, Lucinda Dickey, yeah, only had a week to learn martial arts for this for this movie, right? You know, like w- and when you consider which is like, why
1: which is why he is doing all of her fighting for. Right.
2: <laughs> but like when she's like when she doesn't have the mask on like when she's in regular like when when <laughs> when she's in the leotard like after the uh, <laughs> right.
1: the after her workout scene, like,
2: that's her like you can't fake you know there's no cgi back then <laughs> whatever so she's actually doing some of the things in there yeah um well she was also some... a dancer
1: so i mean like dancers sure. translate very well to martial arts films
2: like uh, jean-claude van damme you know?
1: uh who hey man jean-claude was a championship martial artist have you know.
2: I think he was a dancer first though. Like I think he, he was a dancer first, but he's
1: also he's I mean like I know he gets a lot of shit and probably deserved it <laughs> so um but he was an actual championship you know martial artist and he has you know won a few tournaments in his time. Dude, so he wasn't he wasn't just a dancer. Lucinda Dicky just a dancer.
2: Don't get it twisted okay I'm I'll well, be on Van Dam. I came from the Van Dam school. Like I, my mom walked in on me when I when I had the ropes uh, on my bed, uh, <laughs> my bedboard, my, uh, my headboard, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, I do the splits, man.
2: <laughs> I did all that shit back then. And Bloodsport is like one of my favorite movies of all time. That's
1: a great movie. I gotta say, I, I just it's, just revisited it's this, it. It's also, a canon film. I think. Yeah, I, well, actually, is it a canon film? I don't
2: know that it is. I don't. I don't. I don't. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. I don't think it's a canon film. Because I don't, I don't remember like the the Canon I logo. Think, I think, yeah, I feel like. Oh, anyway, I know, <laughs> I know, we did a few of them. It's a United Artists film. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's right. That's right. You know the quality you're in for.
2: <laughs> so yeah. Oh, it so, is. Blood Bloodsport was a Canon release. Oh, it was okay. Yep. Well, there you go. <laughs> that's that's why it's awesome. You know. Yeah, it, they um, didn't they didn't produce it, but it, they did distribute it. So yeah, so like in my basically, I have like five notes for this movie. <laughs> I <laughs> That's have good,
1: uh, uh, we're almost out of time. <laughs> <laughs>
2: but like, like, so this is why like when you sit down to watch this movie and you're trying to take notes for it for like a I don't know a podcast or whatever.
1: You never do like, that.
2: <laughs> like you're just so taken aback by the audacity of this film you know so i wrote down like what we touched upon in the first uh part of this show where the black ninja is assassinating rich guy playing golf like we still don't know like nope. what, what why <laughs> yeah, rich guy and then comes back as evil spirit to possess christy like again it's just something that we're never like uh you know given like any kind of information where like oh yeah he's like uh he's into you know the black mystical arts and he's you know he's got like the dark you know he's a witch or what like none of that none well, of that there's no like there, there isn't like a like a japanese witch that shows up that no, nobody transfers nobody his explains soul. this yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a... And then I have Christy attempts to dance away the evil spirits, which
1: That's right. is amazing. That's right. That's right. That's right. She does. <laughs> and the evil spirits are having none of it. No. They just, they just smack her down. She tries to play a video game. She mm-hmm. uh, Yeah. Like, they, she uses all of her 80s powers, and she can't. She's helpless.
2: And then the invisible swordsman chops, like, her boombox in half, you know. Exactly. So, she, yep. so now after, when Christy, like, exercises the demon... She's pretty much fucked because she doesn't have any source of music. Just no music. Her video, her, her arcade game is blown up. Um, and then I have V8, which we we talked about, but I, I have something interesting. Like it didn't occur to me. Thank until, God
1: somebody has something interesting. <laughs>
2: We've been talking for like an hour now. <laughs> um, so like I learned kung fu when I was younger. You know, I, I had a sifu that taught me all this stuff. So watching this movie again, it really didn't dawn on me until probably like when I watched it over the weekend, because last night when I watched it with my wife, it was just more about, you know, just like having an awesome time. But when you're alone in a dark room on the couch and you, you're you like, you know, you're you're privy to all these thoughts or whatever, there's a scene towards the end where uh, Show Kasugi goes to like this Shaolin temple that's like in the middle of the desert or whatever. Right. And the fact that we know that it's, like, a sh- like Shaolin-related is because we have these, like, Shaolin monks that, like, yep. inhabit this place. However, ninjutsu or ninpo, which, by the way, Shokusugi was, like, a ninja. Like, he was a legit ninja. Um, so that's another charm of, like, why I, I fucking love Shokasugi. Like, there's, there's, like, three guys that I love in this whole world. It's Dario Argento, Shokusugi. And Aaron Christensen. So. <laughs> wow. I'm, you know, that's that's a quality uh, company I'm keeping. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, he, he visits this uh, Shaolin temple. But like ninja, ninpo, ninjitsu, that's a Japanese martial art yeah. um, derived from, you know, samurais and things like that. They were assassins back in, in those feudal times. So like it just it, it gave me pause because I was like, why? Why is this ninja going to? a Chinese martial arts place so they can take care of this ninja. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it was just one and, of those things. Where, and what like, did, what did you conclude? Like maybe, cause I know when I, when I learned me some martial arts or whatever, my sifu he was very spiritual. He was very like big, like on like tai chi and things like that. Um, so there were there would be many times where I would show up, and a lot of the the lesson was just sitting and meditating and things like that. So in my head, I was like, well, maybe Shaolin monks are more connected to the spiritual side or whatever. <laughs> you know, I don't know. <laughs> but it was just very odd. It, it again, it struck me as one of those things where some movie producer back then that was like doing coke or whatever was saying you know what throw in some uh, shaolin monks that's yeah, very big good. Right now, yeah we know. need a temple <laughs> yeah well, the nin- ninjas didn't have temples well somebody
1: right. had temples
2: <laughs> get some of them so when you correlate it to that it's a very like film executive race racist kind of thing to do you know they just For like sure. lump it into everything you know
1: so here i'll um, make it more fun than to take take the edge off of the racism yeah they- is that the the only thing that's actually in that? Um, that's the only thing that's real in that scene is the the doorway and the pillars. The rest yeah. of it is all a matte painting. And I right. didn't know that. I was like, "That's from the commentary." I was like, "Oh, you know, like so they just they just built like this little doorway and some pillars out front and stuck it in the <laughs> desert." And went, there you go. That's going to be our
2: temple. Well done. Isn't that crazy, Like when you consider like these days where oh let's just. Sh- throw a CGI background yep. over there or whatever, you know. Back then somebody actually had to go and like, make <laughs> these things. You know, it's, it's awesome, man. Yeah. So that that's really what struck that like gave me pause. I was like, huh, that's that's strange, you know. It is strange. But then you have the uh the epic climax of the good ninja fighting the black ninja in the canyon type desert thing or whatever. It's just it's an amazing fucking movie. Uh, to the day I die, there's going to be, like, three movies that I watch consecutively, like, in an unhealthy <laughs> manner. This is one of them. Demons is another. Um, and probably, I don't know, Weird Science or something. <laughs> stupid. Like Wow.
1: <laughs> now, I will say, now, I will say that, like, as far as, like, um, because, I mean, the nice thing about uh, the final battle is yeah. that, you know, you start, like, Shokasugi like pulling weapons out of everywhere. And I'm like, where do you even, where did that come from? But like ninja fights aren't like epic martial arts fights, if that makes uh-huh. sense. Like usually like it, ninja comes out, kills guy with one swipe or throws right. a star or whatever, and then moves on. So it's all about like a body count. It's a, you know, yeah. it's about the numbers that you rack up as opposed to like this ninja facing off against this ninja. Right. You know, usually you only get that at the very end. Like that's the that's the god battle. You know that for now, like for superhero movies.
2: Right. Right. And and it's it's funny that you say that because, like I mentioned, um, ninjas. Like if you if you or ninja is plural actually. Because um, I know <laughs> when, whenever somebody says, "Oh, all these jalous," like I, it, it like You're helps like me. no. I know like, <laughs> somebody is out there that like is a ninja, and they're like. It's not fucking ninjas, man.
1: <laughs> not ninjas, um, it's
2: ninjai.
1: <laughs> what is so, it, actually? What is what it's, is it's, the collective
2: noun? It's ninja. It's ninja. There's no plural. It's just, plural. Like, it's just no, ninja. It's like yeah, fish. It's like, it's like deer. Yeah, the fish. <laughs> All these fish. Fish,
1: deer, and ninja. That's it.
2: <laughs> um,
1: Don't put an S at the end.
2: But ninja were like, so they were part of like a samurai army. And, but they were more like the assassins, so yeah. they worked in the shadows, and their big thing, like you said, was just to get in there quick, assassinate somebody, and get, get out, you know. Um, so they were never really known for, like, their fight prowess, or, you know, right. their, like, they can take care of themselves, like, they're very proficient with, like, their sword and their wide array of weaponry right. um but hand to hand they're mostly known really... for being sneaky yeah 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 and and to get away like the whole point of a ninja is to not be seen so they would rather not fight they would rather kill you and then like yeah. get the fuck out you know right
1: ninjas are like uh you're dead before you even know i'm there
2: right But this movie has the big climactic battle in the daylight, like in a big cliff somewhere, you know, and they're fighting and they're doing all this crazy stuff. So, yeah, like to your point, um, like they're very proficient. Like, obviously, like you would have to be um, in any kind of hand-to-hand combat or whatever, but um, their their thing more is like karate and things like that, like the, the Japanese martial arts. So, yeah, like so that big climactic scene at the end of that movie Really should have been taking place like at night, and it should have been much quicker. (laughs) But um, now,
1: now I do have to ask though, because I I did I'd seen the first three Ninja films, but I had not uh, seen American Ninja before. Okay, so this is my first time seeing it. Okay, what is up with that movie, and how
2: (laughs) is Michael Dudikoff even the star of that movie? you know like it's funny yourself american ninja like technically like you know back when i was i don't even know 12 whatever when whenever that movie came out Um, it came out like the next year 1995 yeah so actually i was 85 yeah i was uh 11 so i saw it in the theater as well back then you're just like fuck like i could take ninjas all day long you know (laughs) um but now it's like when you read some of the stuff, Sam Furstenberg was trying to do like a correction course because he, he wasn't a fan of Ninja three, the domination. Right. Uh, so he wanted to do something more steep, I guess, like in the ninja lore or whatever. <laughs> um, so you know? like it, it still doesn't make any sense. Like if you if you watch that, you've recently watched that movie. Did. Um, <laughs> so there's a lot of shit that just doesn't make sense in, in that particular movie as well. Which, by the way, like, do you want to just segue this into like our favorite ninja movie? Yeah,
1: because I'll tell you what, American Ninja is not my favorite ninja movie. <laughs> I'll just, I'll just cross that one off the list.
2: Which I could totally. I, I'll sit here and I'll tell you, like, I totally get it. I it comes more of uh, memories for me. So like, sure. whenever I watch it, like, if I'm if I'm to watch it with my twenty twenty brain. I know it's a bad movie. I know it's just, you know, but seriously
1: though, like how did Michael Dudikoff get that gig? Like he doesn't do martial arts. He's not like tough. He's not cool. I like, (laughs) like, I'm like, I'm just watching him and like my head is exploding. So I'm like going, I knew he did like, you know, a couple more of these and like, he became like a, a Canon staple. And I'm like, but you have like no screen presence and you (laughs) don't do, you clearly don't do martial arts. Um, And yeah, it was just, it was blowing my mind. And I I mean, more than anything, I was just like going, oh, this is because we wanted to get the word American in there and have some white guy doing some martial arts. You know, it's kind of like, I always feel, I always felt like that growing up in the seventies. I'm like, you know, Bruce Lee died and we Mm -hmm. got stuck with Chuck Norris. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm like, "Ah, why, why did, you know, it's like, why couldn't we have gotten another, you know, or like, you know, David Carradine taking Bruce Lee's role in, uh, kung fu the tv show you know it's just things like that that i just like that's kind of how i felt about this i was like oh right because we don't want to have an asian you know superstar we gotta you know we gotta make sure that we got an american you know a straight up white guy and i was like so i was kind of watching it with that lens going yeah this is annoying
2: now now having said that like it's interesting because pray for death which is on my list um came out that year with shokasugi in it yeah so i've seen that you almost wonder if like after ninja 3 the domination um i don't have the numbers i don't know like if ninja 3 the domination like performed really well like in the theaters or whatever (laughs) but like i would imagine like you know shokasugi he he came off all these other ninja movies you would want to have him like top billing for another right. movie you know um, so he went off to do pray for death so I don't know if it was one of those deals where like uh, Sam Furstenberg was like oh well I just want to do this American version of a ninja movie or right. if like scheduling conflicts came up where Chokasugi couldn't be in another ninja movie for canon or whatever right. uh, although I th- I think pray for death is canon as well or Golan Globus or whatever I'm not too sure on that so don't like quote me <laughs> or whatever <laughs> but uh, um, it like so maybe he couldn't be in this one, and or maybe like his contract was up or whatever, and they just like restructured the whole thing into like this American Ninja thing or whatever. But to your point, like, can you just imagine like you're in the, in an office somewhere or whatever, and you're like, oh my god, this American Ninja movie did amazing in, in the box office. We need to come out with another one, and then like being Michael Dudikoff's agent saying he wants more money, like Michael Dudikoff wants more money to be in your sequel or whatever, you know. Because like you said, like, he's no, uh, God, like back then, like, he's no Chuck Norris or whatever. Oh, well, and Chuck Norris is...
1: Yeah, (laughs) right. Yeah, it's like, I mean, if you're gonna, you would think, you would think if you're gonna, you know, launch a huge search for your, you know, your new American ninja that you would get somebody who could actually, I don't know, do martial arts Um, and, uh, yeah, he was just kind of like, I think he was like, maybe a gymnast, maybe he'd done like some gymnastics. (laughs) Don't even Anyway, Yeah. So I was, I was just kind of like surprised and I have not, you know, obviously I've not seen any of the other American Ninja movies. Um, I would say of the first three, you know, the first three, the classic Ninja, uh, trilogy. Yeah. I would say that Revenge of the Ninja is probably the best of the bunch. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I would agree to actually get some solid ninja action, yeah. uh, Shokutsugi has a nice uh lead role. Um, because I, I watched Enter the Ninja not too long ago and I was surprised at how little ninja action there actually is in it little um, ninja action, but a whole
2: lot of uh, Franco Nero. Action yes, for him. <laughs> his big old
1: mustache. And his, I love yes. that his his stunt guy, like his stunt double, has like a huge mustache that's like it's bigger than franco nero's and i'm like that's funny (laughs) like you're gonna give the stunt guy like just get the biggest mustache you got in the kit and just slap it on that guy um so that that that's the fun of enter the ninja but like revenge of the ninja i think is like a really fun solid movie
2: yeah and i think that's the the, for, for me i think that's the clear difference is like like say you know you can talk all day about like how you feel enter the ninja is awesome like just you know like like i'll say american ninja is awesome but it's more n- nostalgia brian talking
1: yeah. um
2: but if you were to like line up enter the ninja and revenge of the ninja
1: oh man revenge
2: of the ninja comes up on top like ten no out contest of 10 yeah
1: no contest
2: but like Enter the Ninja, I think, like you said, it's got its charms. Um, it's got its mustachio charms. You know,
1: now, why do you why do you love? Uh, do you w- well? Would you say that you love Ninja Three: The Domination more than Revenge of the Ninja? And if so, why?
2: Honestly, like I, <laughs> I don't know. Like, like I, I've you know I've sat here and tried to explain to people why I like demons. Right, like over something like Suspiria or whatever, right? Right. Or Tenebrae, or you know, any. any yeah. Which, like, okay, like if the uh, cinema, the cinematic technical Brian pops out of you know my skin, I can tell you, yeah, this is a better movie than that. Demons, you know. But for me, like, Demons is a fucking masterpiece, you know. For me, Ninja Three: The Domination. Right is a fucking masterpiece, you know. <laughs> so I don't know, dude. Like I, like me and John keep trying to convince you that Van Helsing is good for Christ's yeah, sakes. Yeah,
1: you know? <laughs> but it's not. I mean that's just like, like intrinsically true that it is not a good movie. Um, but I mean like yeah I mean because for me for me Ninja 3 is like it's fun and hilarious it's nostalgia a better movie. in in the way in the way that like uh like a Jim is goofy and not great but fun. Yeah. Um in the way that like Last Dragon is goofy and fun. Right. You know, like that's where Ninja 3 falls for me. It's like I don't know that I love it to the extent you do, because I, I do I, I do recognize that
2: you know it's it's a pretty silly movie. Maybe Lucinda Dickey is like the X Factor for me or something. <laughs> <laughs> but um if only
1: but... Lucinda Dickey could have been in Jim then you know
2: <laughs> it's amazing that you mentioned jim kata like i have to any- mention jim kata because that's that's like that there's some ninjas in there too oh my god but it to me it's always jim kata has always struck me as very um is a much like okay there's satanic stuff going on in ninja three the domination but <laughs> i don't know for some reason like uh jim kata has always been more disturbing for me um there's an element in there with the townsfolk and like, it's just, like, it's a very... For me, it's very creepy for some reason. I don't know. Mm. Very weird. I don't know. But, yeah, like, for me, like, I... I'm, I'm looking at
1: the Jim Cotta poster right now, and it's just making me
2: smile. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I can't argue with you. Revenge of the Ninja is a better movie. For me, Ninja 3 hits in all the right places. And and mm-hmm. it's got Lucinda Dickey, Shokasugi. I mean, it's awesome. It's, it's like, it blends horror... And ninjas, you know, like I don't know, like it's just for me, it's a no brainer. I would say I already mentioned Pray for Death, but for me, like it just that's one of those sweet spot 80s movies that just does it for me. Is that a a ninja movie? Are there ninjas in that one? Yep, yeah, and like very elaborate looking (laughs) ninjas too. Like they're just crazy looking, like their masks morphed into like these, like crazy, like and amazing too. I remember, um, my mom took me to this oriental imports again uh to get like she she made us like these ninja costumes but you would have to get like she couldn't make uh, tabi boots you know so she would get that um but everything else she would get like i, I got these like claws where i could scale trees with when i was like 12 years old yep <laughs> yep love. um so that stuff you would have to go and get like at the oriental import store um but, like, they started coming out with, like, these crazy-looking masks that, like, mimic, like, Pray for Death and things like that. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. Like, it's it just, like, it Pray for Death, for me, it's just, like, a, a, the next step of, like, Revenge of the Ninja. You know, that, that kind of, like, serious ninja movie, not, yep. like, yep. having to rely on other gimmicks or whatever, you know.
1: Yeah. Well, and then, I mean, that and that may have been Shokasugi going, um... You know that Ninja Three Domination thing? That was pretty silly. I'm going to go do yeah. something else. Right. Um, I have to tell you a personal story because you've been te- uh, talking about the Oriental Imports. Um, my buddy uh, Aaron uh, uh-huh. from high school. He and I, he was a he is a martial artist, um, and he actually went to Japan to study ninjutsu. Nice. But he uh, he and I bought like uh, at the at whatever like you know like the cheapo dollar star type place. We got our cheap plastic katanas and uh, like masks and everything. But, you know, I'm thinking, okay, so you'll get the black one and I'll get the white one.
2: Yeah.
1: And we went and we were going to lead like a, uh, a nighttime siege on our high school. You know, it was <laughs> nice. like high school. It was like summertime. So <laughs> like, and then this is when I realized, you know, being the white ninja at yeah. night is a really <laughs> terrible Terrible idea. Worst idea ever.
2: <laughs>
1: I'm like, wow. I can't. I don't know where he's at. <laughs> but
2: <laughs> that is amazing. <laughs> so, uh, there you go. I uh, I didn't
1: last long. Let's say no.
2: <laughs> oh, that's awesome. And that's um, why he
1: went to Japan and I stayed in Colorado.
2: <laughs> but when you consider Enter the Ninja, it's like. Why? Why does a white ninja exist? You know? Right. Why would you ever? Be,
1: well, if you're in the snow, I guess.
2: Right. Right. That would be. It. But again, it's like you're a, the ninja adapt to their surroundings or whatever. You know.
1: Right. You're a real so that, ninja. You're you're like a chameleon, and you actually just, your suit just changes color.
2: Right. That would be amazing. That
1: I mean, would be amazing. <laughs> why don't we have like, that? Where's that movie?
2: With all this tech that's going on, seriously. Yeah. Like somebody like like a. Uh, like a predator kind of thing. Yeah, where, going on where is
1: that movie?
2: <laughs> Ninja versus
1: Predator. Oh, bringing it back oh to uh, John Claude. There you go. Size yes. <laughs> everything
2: right back There in. you go. One movie that I don't feel like it gets a lot of uh, mentions. Um, and that's what I try to do here on Film Deviant is like I try to shine a light on movies that aren't really talked about. Um, yeah. And I think I mentioned it to you uh, a while back uh, Duel to the Death. Um, I don't know that movie. That one came out also in 1983. I didn't discover it until much later um, because it's um, it's an Asian movie. Okay. And, uh, it you know, back then it was harder to, like, get all these, like, chop sake movies and Asian movies. We had a, a place called Anime Crash in Boston, and that's where we would get, like, all of our fixes. Like, I, I went to Jackie Chan's school uh, at this particular s- store, you know, um, so I learned all about Sammo Hung, Jackie mm-hmm, Chan, right. all those guys from Animate Crush. And one of those movies that I picked up because the cover looked like if you look at the poster, it's like that traditional. I'm doing to, right now. Yeah, Duel to the Death. It's just a fucking amazing movie. It's, uh, I don't think uh, Yao Wong Ping comes from like that circle of like fight choreographers or whatever. He went, he later went on to uh choreograph um the matrix uh Mm -hmm. you know because they wanted like a very kung fu cinema feel for the matrix or whatever so they contacted yao Ping. but i think he was a like he collaborated with him or whatever i don't know the actual choreographer to duel of death but it's got some of the greatest fucking fight scene sequences in any movie you've ever seen do you um, still have
1: that movie, like on VHS? Or I not? have it on
2: VHS. Yeah, Good for I have you. it somewhere on VHS. So if you if you need it, I'll I'll. I'll, I'll be borrowing borrow. that pretty quick. <laughs> um, but it's got it's got ninjas in it. It's got ninjas on like uh, hang gliders or whatever. But but they're like uh, kites, you know. So it's it's so bonkers, but they treat it in a very serious manner. It's not like schlocky. Like right. although some of the concepts might seem that way. But it's it's very it's like ninja adjacent, so it's not necessarily like a true blue like ninja movie, uh-huh. but it, it's got a lot of ninja uh, battles in it and whatnot. So it's a very very good martial arts, I would say, kind of film. Duel to the death.
1: Well, there were two. There were two that I thought of, um, like before Enter the Ninja, uh-huh. which was 80, 81, I think. Is that right? Yes. Yep. I feel like didn't the Octagon come out that same year um 81
2: uh, it was either it was either 80 or 81 but is octagon 80 yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um you know i didn't i never i, I didn't discover octagon until much later like uh-huh. when i started going through like silent rage and all those like uh, right. chuck norris movies so to me it never really like fit even though it should have right like it's an right. era or whatever but I just never, I would never, like, discuss it in the same sentence as, like, enter the ninja, revenge of the ninja, whatever. Right. But, but he's totally brain, fighting brain ninjas. Movie.
1: Yeah. Yep. He's fighting ninjas the whole time. Like, yeah. like, you know, like, there's a whole ninja training camp. That's where, the, like, the finale right. takes place. Right. Um, and then the other one is, uh, you only live twice. The James Bond movie. Yeah. Yeah. There's like, that's like a super ninja. Like the, the whole finale of like all these ninjas, like rappelling into the underwater cave. Like the, I was like that, that scene like still is in my head of like, like all these crazy ninjas, like rappelling down ropes and coming into the, <laughs> I'm like, this is nuts. Like, and, and you never hear about, I feel like that may have been, I could be wrong. Um, but I feel like that may have been the uh first time we saw ninjas on screen.
2: Um when did that one come out? I think in it's
1: uh yeah, 67.
2: Yeah, see, so yeah, like in in, in these Hollywood movies, that's yep. like the introduction to like the ninja or whatever. You I know, I feel I feel like that's true. I feel
1: like it was the first time that uh the Western the Western audiences had seen this fabled
2: Japanese yeah. assassin. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. God, I wanted to go somewhere, but I, I lost my dream. <laughs> <laughs> was there another, uh, another Ninja movie? Um, I had nine, notes? nine deaths of the Ninja as Ooh, an honorable one. mention, because it was right in that sweet spot. And it was one of those movies that I did discover back then. Um, but also like
1: Shokasugi.
2: Yeah. 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 Um, but it I don't think it's one of the better ones. Um, it's to me, it's good. Um, i would say it's probably better than american ninja but again <laughs> american ninja has that like nostalgic thing for me or whatever but yeah i that's all i had duel to the death is the one where it's like i feel like if you've never even heard of this movie that's the one to seek out um it's 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 a shame like i don't know why it's not it doesn't have like this amazing blu-ray release somewhere you know um,
1: get on it. maybe they will after they after they hear this uh, this podcast. Yeah. Be like oh.
2: what what do we have the rights for that? <laughs> Nobody's gonna hear this podcast <laughs> <laughs> On <Yes>. that note <laughs> <You're> right <laughs> Well yeah, that's pretty much all I got um for ninja movies. Um, I, I I'm sure there's a lot more out there. No doubt. Oh. Ninja Assassin from 2009. I don't know Correct. if you've ever seen that one.
1: Also the um, Shokasuki.
2: Yeah, yeah, he's he's in there. So it's like a cameo. I think now is the time for like a ninja revival, like a true like with it, like you were saying, like all this tech that they have out there now like a, a ninja movie would be amazing, you know.
1: Well, I feel like I read I feel like I saw somewhere I was doing like a little search and I feel like there is a a documentary in the works called Ooh. Ninja Sp- ninja exploitation or something like that oh my god um that somebody somebody out there is going to do a do a do or has done already a documentary like i feel like i i'm going off the top of my head but i remember it was like 2019 that i saw uh the timestamp on this thing
2: so oh i gotta get on that
1: let's uh let's let's hope we see that soon
2: yeah that's totally on my alley anything else
1: That is all I've got. You've exhausted me, my friend, in the best possible way.
2: It's so funny. I was telling Kate, like, when we were doing that episode, that, uh, oh, yeah, I try to keep these at, like, 30, 45 minutes or whatever. (laughs) And it ended up being about an hour and a half.
1: uh, Well, when you said that when we started here, I was like, "Um, I don't think that's going to go very well.
2: I was thinking like, oh man, we're going to we're gonna be 20 minutes in and we're going to run out of stuff Yeah, we'll have to nothing about. to say.
1: We'll have nothing to talk about.
2: I mean, I, this is like one of
1: those parties where like everybody else has gone home. <laughs> exactly. And you didn't, you didn't realize, you're like, oh shoot, we should probably lock up and like turn out the light.
2: Right, right. Uh, but I mean, that's when two good friends get together and talk about like a crazy movie, you know. Indeed. Yes, sir.
1: Or, or a bunch of different crazy movies.
2: Right, and I would, you know, I'd love, love, love to uh, uh, wrangle you back in and have you on the show again um, to discuss another movie, if, if that's something you might be interested in. I could see that happening for yeah. sure. Anything you want to point the listeners over to? Um, in terms no, of I mean, you you, know? I
1: mean, I feel like I feel like uh, anybody who's been keeping track, you have lots of titles to go through. So yeah. we want we want you to get back to us after you've seen all of them, and give us a full report. Yes, you have, to, then, like, you
2: have, to, you have to watch every movie that we've referred to, <laughs> especially Ninja Three: The Domination. If you've like gone through this whole episode and we've spoiled right. it for you, for you, it means nothing. Like <laughs> everything that we said, like it's still gonna this movie's still gonna blow your mind. Actually, but. I feel
1: bad for anybody who actually tuned in to listen to us talk about Ninja Three: The Domination. Since we've <laughs> only talked about it for like maybe 15 20 minutes of this in the
2: past hour,
1: So and I, and apologies, in, apologies in retrospect, yeah.
2: And then I went on a 20 minute rant about my shuriken belt buckle, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> well, my and break your
1: breakdancing, uh,
2: <laughs> I mean, you know, no. and the important stuff, yeah, of course. Of course, you
1: can go anywhere, you can go on YouTube and get a Ninja 3 review, but where are you going to find out, you know? that Brian was like so friggin' high that he's like hauling corrugated out of dumpsters and doing breakfast. <laughs> right, I
2: did exactly. not know that.
1: I mean, that was, that's a good story.
2: Only here on film. Media, <laughs> that's ladies that's and gentlemen. right. <laughs> Thank you so much, Dr. AC Aaron for being on the show. Thanks man. Um, anything personally that you want to point anybody to? Oh gosh. Uh, just do the right thing. Amen, brother. Amen thank you so much everybody for listening hope to see you next time next time actually i think on the on the slate (laughs) we're going to be talking about um sega games i know it's like totally outside of the whole film uh thing or whatever but i'm going to bring on (laughs) an old friend of mine and we're going to be discussing sega games because it's the 60th uh anniversary of sega um, and I grew up on, like, Sega games back when I was a kid. So we're going to be talking about our top five favorite Sega games from when we were a kid um, here on Film D. <laughs> That sounds like fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, again, thank you so much, Aaron, for being on the show. I'll talk to you again soon. It was a pleasure.
1: Thanks a lot for having me.
2: Thanks. I love you guys. Thanks for listening. I love you, Aaron. I love you too, Brian. I
1: didn't, <laughs> want, I didn't want to interrupt your sign off.
2: <laughs> I'm going to keep that actually. <laughs>